0: It's Tim Albright with an AV Nation special taking a look at the AV uh, Network Nation event. happens December 10th, uh, and I get the incredible pleasure of having a, uh, a panel about AV over IP, the 31 flavors of AV over IP. And with me to talk about it are two of my favorite people, Erica Williams from Henderson Engineers and Frank Patacalla, uh technically from from Abide, but he's also the host of our IT Factor Show. So welcome both of you. Hello. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Uh, so Frank, I'll start with you on this. Uh, not for nothing, but you're further away from me and uh, Eric and I are just going to talk about the blues. So um, when we look at, at the, re- the reason this is called 31 flavors of AV over IP is because no, no tongue in cheek you know, meant here, but there are darn near 31 flavors of, of putting audio and video on the network. Um you look at companies like just on of power, you look at SD, uh, SD you look at SVSI, you look, you know, the, the, if you, if you go, if, if there was a physical Infocom this past year, or if you happen to go to, to ISD in, in February, I'm going to say 75% of the companies there had some sort of, of solution. So when it comes to designing and looking at, at what solutions you should consider, you know, what are some of the, 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 the check boxes, right? That you need to go, okay, well, if you need to do X then you need to go to this solution. If you need to do Y, well, then you go over here. What are some of the considerations and some of the, the things that customers are trying to get done that you consider to, to maneuver or go down a certain technology road?
1: So talking from a design engineer's perspective, uh, I think it's important that we look at this holistically. Uh, any client requirements, we got to look at the 10,000 V foot and then try to narrow down the process to something that makes sense to the customer. And unfortunately we live in an AV world that's, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but there's literally no standards in terms of AV over IP. And I like the way we've called ourselves the 31 flavors. These are literally flavors. So what you do is you're, if you're cooking up something, It's up to you what kind of flavor you want and what combination of flavor you want. So uh, taking that 10,000 foot view, which includes not just listening to the client's specific requirements to a project, but expanding upon what's your network like? What's your company like? What's your corporate IT like? What's your in-house technical capabilities? What are you trying to do? What kind of standards are you trying to achieve? And going at it from a very high perspective and then drilling it down uh, comes to the most uh, appropriate design that you can give to the client. And at the end of the day, it may just turn out that they don't need that and they just need an HDMI cable that's, you know, extra long. So uh, AV over IP is awesome, but I'm also a believer that it's not for every uh, particular project out there. There are certainly projects that don't need them, so... Uh, take a 10,000 foot view.
0: Okay. Erica, same kind of question is, is you know, and one of the things that, that Frank mentioned is, is the network. What kind of network do you have? What kind of company is it? So talk for a second about the need for not just integrators but also for IT departments to start having conversations. When you start going down the road of AV over IP, what are those conversations and what do you need to know both as an engineer, but also as, as the integrator, uh, what do you need to know about the client's network?
2: Uh, Well, there's a handful of things that you need to know for sure, but I think one of the most important things is who do you have on the ground to support it. Um, you know, does the client have an IT team on in the office, or you know, of their own? That if something does go wrong with the network, can they help troubleshooting? Because you know, once you start getting into the AV over IP space, you know, if something isn't working properly, it's not necessarily because it's an AV related issue. It could be a network related issue. So, making sure that those those people are included from the beginning and having those conversations. Uh, but then you have to take into consideration um, VLANs and firewalls and and ports and diagrams and. All all that other stuff. Like there's a lot that goes into the networking side that, that it's important, I, I believe, uh, from my experience, to have somebody, you know, a dedicated team or person on the network side that can help the, the designers and integrators with that stuff.
0: Frank, uh, Erica mentioned a lot of uh, IT scary words there uh, fire, <laughs> fi- firewall and VLAN and ports and stuff like that. One of the questions that I have asked for a number of years, especially as, as AV over IP has become more prevalent is where do we go as AV professionals to learn and, and, and somewhat, you know, um, somewhat tongue in cheek, but also be pretty serious here because there are some AV professionals who don't understand um, and, and still at this point, you know, they, they, they probably understand in theory what a firewall does, right? Uh, you tell them what a port is yet yeah, in today's day and age, you know, most AV professionals worth their salt understand what that is. However, when when you start having conversations with the IT department, they start talking about the different ports that are allowed to be open and which ones are not. Right? What does that mean? Right? And, and how do we how do we adjust the the technology and the, the devices to make sure that we we do you know open the right ports and make sure that they're closed? Where we go as AV professionals to learn some of this stuff and and to make sure that we are on the same page and we are speaking the same language as our IT uh, cohorts.
1: So it's uh, it's a good thing that. I think we've finally come to the conclusion the AV industry that this is not something that we can just look past. Uh, So I feel there's now a general realization that you do have to have some kind of IT chops. And to that, effort, it's commendable that most manufacturers out there are doing a pretty decent job of promoting their own products and giving them, you know, the basic know-how of what a network is. And there's like these beginner level classes, almost every manufacturer that has uh, an over IP product out there, they kind of offer that. So that is a pretty good starting point if you have no uh, IT background, whatever. The only thing that I would, uh, I would forbid my AV friends out there to do is do not rely On what a manufacturer says to set up a network no issues with the manufacturer's product themselves no worries at all they're great products they'll work perfectly on a network but their knowledge and the time they can invest in you helping you implement your project may be limited and that may literally lead to downfall so once you have that initial knowledge go to the established places i swear there's udemy courses out there that's nine dollars a pop and you can get any type of course that you want to, you know, spend a couple months on it, you can learn it, you can get certifications. IT has a very established learning path for whatever you want to learn. There's no need for us to go ask anybody to say, hey, can you guys come up with a course for this? Not in IT, it's already there. You know, go to the Cisco's, the Microsoft's, the online resources, it can be free. Go to your local library, you know, Uh, there's plenty of people like myself out there. This is all I do, day and night. You come to me, I will be your, you know, your point person in telling you what you need to go to. uh, There's lots of people like us. So use those resources, invest some time, and get your IT skills up. From an organization level, from an individual perspective, it's a big deal. I mean, knowing your IT can be the difference between a successful project and one of those projects that we talk about on AV Happy Hour. So, you know, it's like... uh, There's a, that's a, it's a fine line.
0: Well, and and I, Erica and I both are chuckling at that. He's not wrong. Uh, I would also point out the fact that both of you are incredibly helpful uh, through social media. You both both have have answered folks' questions as well. So, you know, they're both great resources. Um, Erica, as we kind of wrap up here, take a look and we're going to be talking about the different types of, of AV over IP. I'm going to be joined by a couple of really great um manufacturers and, and and associations um Valens is going to join us as well as as Paul Harris from from Aurora Multimedia uh Aurora has a couple of different flavors to be frank about it and that's what that's one of the things that's interesting about about Aurora is they even as a manufacturer haven't gone down one you know dedicated road but take a look Erica if you would please and, and, and you know as we're, we're kind of talking about this, and, and, and yes, we're in the in the era of a COVID, and no, it's not going to last forever. But so let's say you know, in six months or a year, as we're you know putting in new systems, um, one of the things that are is evolving is is the next generation of resolutions, and that conversation is going to continue. This conversation, to be quite frank about it, because you know as as we push the envelope more, you know, right now there there are some technologies, some flavors that'll say. We can handle 4K. Well, what happens to 8K? Right? What happens to, to the ones beyond that? Where do you kind of see this going as far as as the technology, but I mean, not necessarily you know the ones and zeros, but you know making sure that the infrastructure is in place, whether that's copper or that's fiber, right? And whether that's you know a heavy a heavy compression or it's it's not. Where do you see us kind of pushing the envelope when it comes to maintaining the resolution? Um, for A B over IP, let's say over the next three to four years?
2: Um, that is a really interesting question. And from, you know, kind of the position that I'm in and from my perspective, I would say that it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to a money thing, and trying to have those conversations with the clients that this is why this is necessary, and this is why we need to do it this way, because you know you're right. COVID's never going to go away, and we're I think we're going to see an in- increase in in stuff like digital signage, and then the need to have a lot of video distribution, that would make sense doing it over the network. Would make a lot more sense doing it over the network, but you know with the way that the economy is, it's going to be, people are going to try and cut corners and stuff like yeah. that. So we, I think that the, the people that are trying to sell that and design that are really going to have to be solid on their stance and, and making sure that they're promoting that. And then from that point, you know, do, do what's needed, not, you know, not because it's flashy and cool or anything like that. Like there's a lot of really awesome stuff that's coming up in the AV world, but take a more practical approach to it for sure. Um, and I think, that, that practicality is, is going to, to play a bigger factor in the, the experience part than, than what we previously like, oh, well look at how awesome this display looks or something like that, or the, you know, this is, this is definitely going to be at the forefront. You don't have to update this or replace this. I mean, with AV over IP, you're, you're pretty solid for a while. So, you know, with the practicality, I think will, will be an approach a lot of people take as well.
0: All right. Very good. That'll be a good place to stop. Thank you both so much. Again, you can check the two of them out again with me uh, on the uh, 31 Flavors of AV over IP December 10th at the AV Network Nation event, avnetworknation.com. Erica, thank you so much. Uh, how do people get a hold of you or Henderson?
2: Uh, you can check Henderson out at hendersonengineers.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Erica Williams with the bright orange shirt. Um, you can also find me on Twitter as well, haircutfw.
0: All right. Very cool. And also, Mr. Frank Patacalla. Thank you, sir. How do we get a hold of you or Diversified?
1: Uh, diversified is www.diversifiedus.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Frank Patacalla. You can find me on Twitter, uh, also Frank Patacalla. Uh I'm also the host of the IT Factor on AV Nation. Uh, so do check that out.
0: Yes, absolutely. He is. You can check that out as well. Um, for us here at AV Nation, you can go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Find programs like this as well as a host of others. But before you do that, please go by the, uh, the, the show, uh, the, the event website, uh, avnetworknation.com. You can sign up for this event as well as the entire day. The entire day, if you hang out with us, you get 4.75 CTSRUs, uh, not just regular CTS, but also CTSI and CTSD. Uh, So that is actually kind of unique in this, the year that that was uh, virtual events, um, getting um, the ability to have almost five CTSRUs on all three different um, types of of CTS, I think is kind of cool. So uh, all that and more at avnetworknation.com.